Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 192 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. The story that we're going to talk about today is a great story, and it's written by someone I think very highly of, consider a friend. And when I first read the story, I thought, this is really great, and it would be great to have a chance to talk about it. So I was pleased to see that, but I wasn't quite sure how it wound up on FedHeads. And so I printed the story out again today, and I went back through it. And as I got to the, the about the middle of it, I see now how it wound up on fed heads. I'm about six or seven paragraphs in, and I quote from my former colleague at Federal News Network, Jason Miller, Robert Shea, a former associate director at the Office of Management and Budget, and blah, 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 blah. And now I know how it made it onto look, fed heads, Robert. Look, I know you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're not very subtly accusing me of being a narcissist, really. The reason I wanted to feature this story, because it was a good story written by the preeminent reporter in the space. And and that it includes very prominently, not only your story about blackberries, but also your picture is in it with, oh, with, with a cool little graphic quote oh. to go with it. Your graphic quote, he picked his blackberry up and began to talk to it as if it were a phone. It seemed so absurd to me. I reached down, took off my shoe and began to talk into it a la Maxwell Smart. Um, this True. story is written by Jason Miller of Federal News Network. Um, it's great to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming on the program today. Give me like two or three sentences about the generation of the story and what's what the landmark was at the beginning of January to generate it. Welcome. Well, thank you all. It's great to be here again. I guess it's been a few years since we've got to hung out on, on the show, so it's always good to be back. And this just came back to me as, as BlackBerry announced it was no longer going to support its phone. So, you know, the voice, video, data, anything that, that the BlackBerry did that we have known BlackBerry to do for the last you know, 20, 25 years, uh, it occurred to me how how much of an impact this small device had on the federal sector. And I, I said, I want to reach out and just see what people say, because I, I, I remember a time, and I'm, I'm sure you both do as well, where everybody had a BlackBerry in the federal government. Every executive had one. It made the holster belt cool. Like, we all had it on our holster. I loved walking around. <laughs> well, I don't know about it if it made it cool. Oh, oh, it made it cool. It made it cooler. Let me tell Maybe. There, there are facts and there's fiction on Fed ads, and that I think falls in the fiction. Yeah, category. I don't that think it was ever cool. Maybe not for you. <laughs> no, I actually no, remember. Definitely not for me. I, I actually see that. I actually remember going to California, uh, visiting a friend, and he's like, "No, no, no, take that off." You are not. <laughs> so let me digress. Yes. So, anyways, we already have. That's the point of the show. Right. Made such an impact on the federal sector. I wanted to see kind of what people's memories were, but also to really take a temperature of of what people thought about this device. Here we are, 2022, nearly 20, 25 years later, where everybody has a smartphone. In fact, I have two. Robert probably has like three because he's very important. He's very important. Yeah. I just uh, have one. And that's more than what you want, probably. Well, that's a whole other episode of the show, but yeah. but yes. So uh, we put together a survey for our readers and figuring, you know, a lot of, with all due respect to our readers at Federal News Network, they they tend to uh, be older readers, right? They've been people who've been in government for 20, 25, 30 years. Uh, they, should, they yell, get off my lawn quite often. I know they do, Francis. Yeah. And then I also wanted to just talk to some folks like Robert, like Roger Baker, the former VA 
and Commerce CIO, like Karen Evans, the folks that were there when the BlackBerry really started to take off to get their memories. And, and I have to say, Robert, your story was, was my favorite one to, to retell. <laughs> and I told, I've told everybody who would listen to me, uh, hey, I'm doing this story on BlackBerry. And I got to tell you this story because it, it's, it captured the, the error so well that we were all like, wait a minute, people are talking to their phone? What? So like can I tell that story? Yeah, I want Please you to. Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- thank you for featuring it. So I was at OMB. Clay Johnson and I went over to see the GSA administrator, Steve Perry, and his chief of staff, my dear friend, David Safavian. And we were having a conversation. David's BlackBerry buzzed. And to date, the BlackBerry was simply an email device. And then he picked it up and started talking about it. And it was so bizarre to me that this device could do those two things at the same time that I, because I'm so funny. Oh, hilarious. And and old. Picked up my phone pretending to be Maxwell Smart. Um, And laughter ensued. Oh, yeah. Um, But David didn't laugh because he's like, you know, are you? Are you so behind that you don't know the Blackberries act also act as phones? And then the rest is history. It took off as this ubiquitous essential device that we all hung on to. And it's really, <laughs> thank you, Francis. That was so delayed. Come on. So did you, not have, did you not have a Blackberry? I had a Blackberry, but oh, not you- one that was had a phone function on it. That was, uh, and you know, OMB was very slow to adopt these technologies. Um, GSA was what got it first for all kinds of spurious uh, reasons. You know what I was struck by in reading this story, Jason, was people like love these things. This wasn't, it wasn't, I thought it might be a case as I started to read it. Yeah, people talk about the impact it had on their ability to do their jobs or, you know, the, the capabilities that it delivered, blah, blah, blah. These, these memories that people have and, and their memories now because it's been, what, probably five years or longer since most people got rid of theirs these memories that people have they think about in the same way they think about friends they haven't talked to for a while that was that was really wild to me the comments that we received you know many of them some people were uh, a, a little less uh, forthcoming <laughs> or a little bit a little more smart aleck to it um but but the comments were people love the keyboard overwhelmingly in fact karen evans uh, I, I asked her for some feedback and she wrote me one sentence that said i love the keyboard I said, Karen, I need a little more than just, I love the keyboard. <laughs> so then she gave me a little more depth. So that I appreciate like that from Karen. Karen. She's very concise. You know that. Yes. But uh, I appreciate the, but, but people really talked about the keyboard and, and the, the rollerball and how easy it was and the user friendliness of it. And no one loved the spell check. Like, like now uh, the, the autocorrect on our phones Ugh. today, people hate. Yep. Back then, Blackberry, you just spelled crap wrong. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. C-R-A-P. Exactly. And then uh, I think Simone Zickman, uh, the former commerce CIO, wrote me a really interesting memory and that he actually programmed uh, kind of, if you remember, uh, WordPerfect 5.1 and you could have macros. Yes. He almost almost programmed a macro into his BlackBerry. So when he would write TYVM, it would automatically write out, thank you very much. (laughs) So he said, it saved me so much time. It's crazy that little bit that yeah. thank you very much. It saved him so much time that he still does it today with his iPhone. He still programs the same code to get TYVM to, to it automatically writes thank you very much. I know Simone. I consider him a friend, so I'm not saying this disparagingly at all. 
that doesn't surprise me one bit. That sounds exactly <laughs> like something that he would do. So, you he's know, a, the, he's a doctor, you know. Yeah, I know. So, so uh, you know, the, the BlackBerry is just one of those technologies that entered the mainstream well before it was, it took hold in the government. Did you come across this sense that it was slow to gain ground, but once it did, everybody had to have it? One of the best stories I got was from Craig Lugart, who's over at VA, and he's been in government for probably 35, 40 years. He used to be the education department CIO. And he 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 kind of takes a little bit, he roses, raises his hand and said, I take a little bit of credit for introducing the BlackBerry to the uh, federal sector. And he in the stories in the story, the, the his story is in my story, so you can read it for yourselves. But long story short is he made the connection between the old GTSI and the, the education department and started kind of rolling out Blackberries. He took it to a CIO council meeting where, where he showed it to Jim Flyzik. And as, as Craig said, the rest is history. So I think there was some catch up happening, but I also got the sense that the government was, was on the cutting edge initially as, as these Blackberries were rolling out. I didn't feel like people in industry had them and then the government got them. I think that happened with the iPhone, that happened with Android devices, that happened with tablets, because people were loved their BlackBerry so much that they were hesitant to move to other ones when everybody else was already on their way. But I, I didn't get a sense that they were that far behind, though I was surprised by the data from the survey, which talked about when did you get your device? And a lot of people said mid-2000s, late-2000s. I was kind of like, it felt really late yeah. at that point that they were just getting their Blackberries then. But you point out something there too. You mentioned iPhones and, and Android devices. And I was thinking about that as I was reading through the article because I don't remember a wave. Like I worked with you at the radio station when iPhones started to become popular in what, like the late 2000s, zeros and early 2010s. And I don't remember a moment or a series of moments where people saw them and went wow i gotta get one of those and then before you know it they're very popular and i don't know if that was i seem to remember it was because of the acquisition process and security issues at that time you know security concerns at that time more than demand maybe i don't have that right but it i, I seem to recall that that trajectory a lot faster with blackberries than it was with iPhones. And maybe I'm just not remembering right. Jason. Well, I, I mean, I remember a pecking order where the most senior people got it first yeah. and then eventually, and you've got to understand that when something like this comes on the market, the government's faced with, I got to buy 2 million of these right, and, right. and figure true. out a way to maintain them and that's replace true. them. The security piece. That's, that's the other thing that came out is people really like the security of blackberries and, and BlackBerry for years hung themselves on that. That was their shingle. Yeah. We are more secure than everybody else. And I think that that's why they lasted in the government much longer than they did in, in maybe the, 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 the private sector or in the, the kind of consumer market. In fact, one of the comments I got, I remember from one of the readers is on 9-11, the Blackberries was the only thing that worked because they had their own network. And I thought that was fascinating that that was something that stood out as, as you know, the few people who had them could communicate back in, on September 11th during the attacks. You've been covering technology in the government for a long time, and I agree with Robert's assessment. You're one of the best in the business. You know this stuff as well as anybody. Is there something, and you don't even have to pick out what it is, but is there some device that can generate a sea change 
in the way the federal government does business the way the BlackBerry did when it came out and became popular? The answer is I don't know because you don't know what's going to happen. Sure. But, and there's always a but, right, is I think timing just was perfect. You had just at the very end of the dot-com boom, people were very excited about technology. It was not widespread. Uh, Robert, you probably remember when you were in the Senate that you probably had, you may have had a computer in the office or two computers in the office, but not everyone had one on their desks and it started to roll out that people start having their own personal computers. So I think everything just kind of fell into place that all of a sudden, well, this technology thing is pretty cool. Wait a minute, this mobile thing. Wow. I don't have to be tethered to my desk as you know, all three of us have older children now, but when they were younger, how nice was that? That we had to leave work to go deal with a school issue, to coach a game, someone was sick. You could still feel like I'm not not abandoning work. I can still at least keep in touch and, and deal with any emergencies. Uh, I think I think just the timing was perfect and, and it was the perfect device for an organization that needed security, that needed ease of use, that didn't need a lot of training. Uh, it, again, I go back to just right place, the right time, and it all came together. We've used lots of devices in uh, personal and professional lives well beyond the support windows of the companies that put them out. Are there still people out there that are using Blackberries? Either do you know or do you think? Because just because Research in Motion isn't supporting it anymore, it doesn't mean it doesn't work, I suppose. No one said to me in the survey or anyone I talked to said I still have mine. Okay. A lot of people had pictures and, and, and I had a couple people who had... Uh, here's here's eight generations of blackberries that I have in my desk drawer. No one said they still use it. Um, I, I think because research motion is not supported anymore. I, I'm not an expert in telecom by any means, so I don't know if if you have if you got your blackberry through Verizon or AT and T or or Lumen or whoever, do would they support it? I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I kind of think the way BlackBerry rolled this out to say we are not supporting this anymore. The answer would be no, nobody can really use theirs anymore. It's a, it's a paperweight. All right. Uh, terrific story and a lot of fun and also an, a learning opportunity. And it's just great to see you. Um, you know, the, the, one of the things that stinks about the pandemic over the last couple of years is it prevents opportunities for us to get together in general and, and specifically to hang out with you, Jason. I hope we get past that pretty soon and we can hang out. It's great to see you, my friend. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Always my pleasure. You guys are always fun to be with. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.